One thing I never get tired of while doing this podcast is the people that I get to meet. And Debbie Weiss is one of them. What a wonderful, fully sparked individual who's about to turn 60 and just wrote her first book. I like having people who write books because it just shows what is possible. And we have such stories to tell. We all have stories to tell. One day I will write mine. (laughs) But she was somebody who was really stuck. And she didn't start understanding what was her problem, which was all about how she was thinking about herself for the first 50 years. And we talk about how that happened, which happens to a lot of us, and what she did to start making changes. And one thing that did not come up in the episode that I was shocked to hear when we finished recording, which I want to tell you, because you you might have a little bit more, uh, you know, when you think about what she accomplished in the past year, she told me she started writing her book in September. She got a book coach and that helped her with to be very action oriented. And she finished writing her book at the end of December and her husband died in December. So we didn't even go into that story. It's probably written in her book, but she was going through a very big life change. And she, as she said in the episode, she'd been a caretaker her whole life. So she, before her husband was dying and I don't even know what he died of, but I imagine he was ill for a while. Her parents starting at age 17. So she spent her whole year focused on her whole year, her whole life focused on other people. So that that happens, that gets us stuck and that she was able to persevere through that and do something for herself and make her life important during this time is pretty friggin' incredible. And her book launches in August, August 9th. So I wanted to put that out there for her to get support. And I'm sure it's going to be a powerful, amazing book that will inspire and be talk about how she changed her life. On second thought, maybe I can, is how she titled it. Isn't that an incredible title? It's like, wow, I can't believe there's not a book with that title already. But she is now an author and she wants to go get get speaking gigs. In fact, she's working on a keynote right now. So wow, she took action and it's leading her to amazing places at a time when she needs that. She needs a life of excitement, something to look forward to after the past six months or seven months, what happened losing her husband and probably for a lot of time before that because she was in this caregiver mode. So I hope you enjoy hearing Debbie and and me talking and hearing about her life. Here she is. 
Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Spark Second Half. Today's guest is Debbie Weiss, and we were just chit-chatting and hitting it off. We probably could have talked for another 30 minutes before I pressed record. Uh, so welcome to the program, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. She just started a podcast, so we'll have to link up to that. She started a couple months ago, and we we're talking about how long I've been doing mine, so which is crazy, but um, I love it, and I'm sure she's experiencing the same. But yeah, she wrote a book, and it's just come out. She was showing it to me. Hold it up, because I do do on YouTube so people can see. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, definitely have to and show it. I love the title. It's called Maybe I Can. On second thought, maybe. Or I on can. second thought. Okay. Yeah, that's I can't a see small. that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. On second thought, maybe I can. Yeah. And it's what she was saying is, well, just t- tell me what you were saying because it was, it was, had such feels when you were holding it up and showing it to me. Do you remember what you said? No, I have no idea. Oh, I guess I said, I can't believe that I actually did this. Yeah. Yeah, I still can't believe it. I mean, on second like thought, I, maybe on second you can. Thought, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and that the title didn't even refer to the book, which is so funny. But yeah, on second thought, maybe I can. As a matter of fact, I don't even think that a year ago I thought I was going to write a book. And now I'm holding it in my hand, which is just mind-blowing. It just goes to show you all of us can do anything we put our minds to. Yeah. And I love that you said that you never really wanted to write a book. So can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like growing up, I was a numbers girl. You know, I wasn't a word person. I didn't, I mean, I like to, I've always loved to pleasure read, but we're not talking the classics. We're talking, you know, fun beach read type books. Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yes. I know. That was like, I, I was embarrassed to like have people see that I was reading it. when I, I know. It. I think by the third one, I was like, yeah, okay. I had enough already. But certainly the first two, yes, I was all over it. Um, so I, I was an accountant. I'm an insurance agent, right? Nothing to do with uh, words. And just kind of how things started to unfold in my life. Everyone would say to me, listen to my stories and say, you should write a book. You should write a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what really wound up happening was, is that my desire to get my message out to other people through speaking engagements, I felt like I needed something else to get out there to be able to book those speaking engagements. And it was 
a way to begin to get my message out there. And I actually was listening to a podcast and it's a podcast that I'm not a regular listener, but I tuned in that day and the, the woman was interviewing someone who helped first time authors get their message out there. And I listened to her speaking and I thought to myself, I have to talk to her. I tuned into this show today for a reason. What she said resonated with me. I just really felt like I, she felt like she was going to be a kind and gentle person because I was intimidated. I really felt like I can't write. Like, how am I really doing this? And people who go to write books are people who've dreamt of writing books their whole entire lives, you know? And anyway, I got on a call with her and kind of, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. So you took, took action. You I took action. action. Yeah. And that and, was a stepping stone to what you really wanted to do, which I love. Mm -hmm. So you had this larger goal and this was just a stepping stone. That's what I try to convey to people is they're, they're so afraid to take an action or they don't know the how. And I just say, just do the thing that is like inspiring you in the moment. And that'll lead you to the next thing. And, you know, it's so funny because if I think about um, just since I, don't, I guess it was November 21 that I kind of started this whole journey and how it's morphed. And I am a person who historically I needed to know. I needed to have the whole thing mapped out. I needed to know where I was going, how I was getting there. And it's hard to kind of just trust in the process, especially when you try something and then it doesn't work out. And I've had that happen. And I thought to myself, oh, you see, why did I even try this? You can't do this. And you've got to then just pick yourself up, say, okay, what didn't work about that? You know, where do I go now? What can I learn from that experience? And don't stop. And I think that, you know, that is what I've learned is that I don't even know what the end result is now. I just know right now what's on my heart that, I, you know, the message that I want to convey. And I'm kind of just going to let life lead me there. Yeah. One of the th big breakthroughs that I've had in the past year that I've been open about on my podcast is that wanting to be liked is mm. having this high need for I'm valued, which comes from, from some childhood stuff. But, you know, I'm aware of it now, but it still is there. It still lurks behind the shadows. And speaking is where if you have subconscious beliefs, it's going to come out. In fact, I was telling you, I just did a podcast episode about it because I'm doing voice training. So so you, you were talking before I hit record about how the biggest thing was your mindset. Where did you, when did you realize this and how did you learn that you can rewire that stuff? That did you, was your coach was your book coach somebody who was good at understanding the mindset behind stuff or was it just self-taught with your books how'd you figure that out I, I think I figured it out well I'm still figuring it out right it's 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 a journey yes um but I I really didn't realize it and actually it's part of the message that I want to say because I thought if I didn't realize it, at that point, I was around 50. If I got to the age of 50 and I didn't realize it, well, there must be other people out there who don't realize that just because 
you know, your life is what it is now. It doesn't mean that it always has to be that way if it's something that you're not happy with. And for me, it really did start when I turned 50. I was, life was difficult. And um, my friends took me away for a few days to celebrate my birthday, three of my friends. And it was really the first time in my adult life that I was able to just relax, not take care of anybody else, and just kind of get in touch with who I was, or I wasn't really sure because I had lost myself. I've been a caregiver for my family members for over 40 years. And I started when I was 17. So at 50, it had already been quite a long time. And I think I just came to the realization like, man, what, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to be that person who gets to the end of their life and looks back with regret? Because that's kind of how my dad was. He regretted his whole life. My mother certainly does as well. Like I've seen so many of my loved ones get to that point and not be happy with the life they led. And I have to say at 50, I was like, okay, I'm on course to be like them. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's what you had modeled for you. Yeah. So hallelujah for you breaking the mold of that because I had a very similar you know, where I was like, I'm, if I don't change, it's, I'm going to die with regrets. So mm -hmm. that was exactly how I felt too. And for me, and probably for you, do you have kids? Yes. It's like, who am I going to be for my kids? Who do I want them? Do I want them to model unhappiness? Do I exactly. want them to model getting to the end of your life and having regrets? Heck no. So that drove me. And it's interesting because as nurturers, I think innately as moms or nurturers. Oh, yeah. And and, and it's so it's like they're the focus that we lose ourselves, And and so we nurture ourselves to death. <laughs> we, we nurture other people to, yeah. to our death. Put it that that's way. right. Yeah. We forget about ourselves. I think that's it. You forget about yourself. And honestly, you're no good to other people if you're not taking care of yourself. And you know, certainly physically, but also mentally. I mean, you know, it, it's stress and unhappiness and, you know, it comes through in everything that you do. And I, I again, I don't think, I don't recall at that time having an aha moment. For me, the mindset thing happened with losing weight. I've had a lifelong problem with weight. Lifelong, <sighs> you know, I, I can't even find the words. Let me just say that's been my biggest, one of my biggest struggles and up and down and up and down and all the things. And I went back to Weight Watchers once again and something shifted in me. I don't know if I heard something, you know, sometimes you have to hear something a thousand times and all of a sudden it just hits you when you're ready to have it hit you at that moment. And I realized I'm not on a diet. I can't be on a diet. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be on a diet, off the diet, on the diet, off the diet. This is lifelong. I can't be on this because I'm trying to lose weight by the summer or a vacation or my birthday. No, this is it for the rest of my life. And if I mess up, that's okay. The big thing is not letting that turn into a total backslide. And 
if it happens slowly, so be it. And just that mindset shift changed everything. Now, it's almost 10 years later. I still haven't hit my goal, but that's okay. You know, it is what it is. I'm doing the best I can. Well, you said you lost weight. So Mm -hmm. is there a difference other than mindset shift? Did you physically change as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time I lost 90 pounds. Um, I would say that's quite a significant change. (laughs) Will we ever be satisfied with ourselves? I mean, the culture we were brought up in. Yeah. So much about body. Yeah. And two, after you, after like you, so I, let's say I, it it wasn't quick. It was probably over a three-year period of time. And since the 90, I, w- I wanted my goal at that point was to get to 100. And I never did. The day I got to 90 pounds, I never saw that same number again. I was got the 90 pound loss one day. And, you know, it started creeping back up. And probably when I was had gained back, let's say 15 pounds, I said, okay, got to reel it in. And since that time, I kind of go up and down um, about with about 10 pounds over that 90. Mark, but well, you, know you what? look great from well, my you. vantage point. Yeah, well, you look healthy. You. That's what's important, right? How, yes. how how healthy you feel inside also is what you're projecting. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I think that I realized, look, nothing changed. I tried to lose weight literally since I was a, practically a baby. Nothing really changed. The only thing that changed was how I was thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about it as punishment. I wasn't thinking about, oh, this stinks. How come I have to be on that diet? And look at that woman over there. She can eat whatever she wants. She's so lucky, which probably was not true, but that's what I was telling myself. So it wasn't some miracle. It was a change in the way I was approaching it. And that realization was kind of what started the ball rolling is instead of being closed off to everything, instead of when someone asks you something, you're like, oh no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. I'm not, uh, I don't go camping. I don't do crafts. I don't, I don't, I don't, which is I can't, I can't, I can't. And if you just pause, I mean, for me, that was and still is my go-to when someone asks me to do something or proposes something that I feel is not in my comfort zone, basically. Because it's hard to get out of your comfort zone and to stretch yourself in an area that you don't excel. Yep. And, you know, I think the best part of life lays on the other side of pausing and saying, wait a second, you know, there's another perspective here. Maybe it's something I will like. Maybe it's something I will be good at, you know, and that's where the on second thought, maybe yeah, I, I can. love that. It's taking it another, not stopping as your natural mind tells you, no, don't do that or I can't do that. Yeah. It's the allowing for the possibility. Exactly. Allowing for the possibility. And we just cut it off. It's like saying, I don't know. It's like, well, you're cutting off the possibility for an answer by saying that. That's right. I love the book. You are awesome. I can't remember the author's name, but I love it because one of the things he said is put yet 
that the yet word yet is yes. so valuable because yes. if you say I can't, if you add yet, it completely changes. Absolutely. The possibility. So this maybe I I can. I like that. I like it because can't is such a negative word and can is such a like, I think I can. I think I can. It's like, oh my gosh. I I wish I could show you. Remember that book, The Little Engine That Could? I have it on my bookshelf. That was my favorite, favorite book growing up. And a few years ago, I ordered it and I said, I have to have this and I have to reread it again. And you know, it it is, it's inspiring. And how powerful I get chills from that. That is so cool. Yeah. When things resonate when you're a kid, like revisit them. That's so critical. So yeah. So you, one of the things that you were talking about was that it was, I can't an excuse really what, you know, like where, what was a common excuse? Like for somebody who's listening, how can they identify that? Yeah, this, this is probably what I'm doing. And of course it's rooted in mindset. One of the things I, I had this recent aha, cause I was like, I talk about purpose and finding new purpose. And a lot of people think I, I can't find my purpose. So that's mindset. But then they think, well, when they find their purpose, then they're still not happy. And it's because they're not doing anything about executing on their purpose. Exactly. So no matter if you find your purpose or not, if you don't address the mindset issue, whether you're looking for it and you can't find it or you found it, but it's just not happening for you, then that's where you start. It's all mindset where it comes down to and what we think we are capable are, which is never enough. Typically. Yes. Uh, you know what? I think I, not, I think I know I was someone my whole life that felt like, what is my purpose? How do other people find their purpose? I mean, what I do for a living, it's fine. You know, I'm not someone who hates my job. It's not my calling. It's fine. Um, and I had no idea what it was. And I think I'm getting there, you know, but searching for it, just the journey is exhilarating when you approach it with the mindset of excitement. And that's, I don't know about you, but I think it's the same now compared to what I was a few years ago. I wake up every day excited. What do I get to do today? You know, who do I get to talk to today? What exciting thing is going to happen today? You know, it's just a very, very different feeling. And again, I don't really know what my end game is. And I don't really care right now because I'm loving the journey. And it's really about the journey more than anything else. Yeah, I think the the truth of the matter is that purpose for everyone is making an impact. Definitely. Making an impact in in other people's lives. And it's so funny because somebody messaged me once and I said, you know, our life is about service. You know, whether we serve in a uh, non-direct way by coming up with a cure for something or a formula that works for people or whether you're coaching somebody to a breakthrough, it, it, you know, it's all the bottom line is impact, making an impact. So how you want to do that is up to you. But the person wrote me and she said she was so offended and she said, we only serve one person and that is God. And I was like, oh my goodness, talk about mindset. 
Yeah. Stuck in such a lack of possibility. And if you think God wants you to just serve him or her or it or whatever that is. Yep. You know, you got, you got, you're going to live a very unhappy life. (laughs) Which clearly was already the case by writing such a message. Who did God serve? Yeah. Like, like he, that would, that's what we're here for is, is yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's so basic and so simple and people just complicate it because there's, they think there's, there's this thing that, that they're so in search of. And you, you talked about pausing and we just don't do enough of that. We just don't pause and just like be happy in the moment that we're living in at the second. So that's, that's, that's crazy. So, yeah. So what were your main excuses for staying where you were? I think sometimes people don't recognize even that they're stuck, but once you realize you're stuck, what were the excuses that were coming up? Well, it did take me a a while because I had a victim mentality. You know, I felt like things were always happening to me. I had a dark cloud over my head you know, really all my friends and family would be like, even say to me, when is it ever going to stop? You know, you do, you have one thing after another, which you'll read in the book. Um, You have one thing happen after another. Like, when are you ever going to get a break? And I, oh, I know my life is so hard. My life is so hard. But when they, they sympathized with you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone was buying in like, oh, poor Debbie, poor Debbie. Look at what she has to deal with. It, it never stops. And yeah, I was like, see, it's not just me. Everybody thinks that. Yes. Find new people by, by the way, if that's yeah, happening I know. to you, I know. they should want the best of you. They should expect the best of you. They should see more in you than you can see in yourself. Yes. <sighs> and I think I realized that everyone has hardship. Everybody has some type of trauma and challenge. It's not just me, you know, what do they say? Like if you put your problems in the, you know, in a bucket, you want yours back instead of somebody else's. It's not about the challenge. It's about how I respond to that. And I was letting my circumstances completely dictate my life, completely dictate my life. And Like I said, I think with the weight thing, I just started to become a little more open, right? When you have a little bit of success, I did recognize, hey, wait a second, I'm thinking a little bit differently about, you know, not eating ice cream or whatever it was than I did before. And then I saw the result and I thought, okay, maybe I can apply this to something else. And honestly, podcasts, turned out to be a big influence on me. I I had a friend who listened to podcasts all the time. I had, I'm like, who do you listen to? You don't even know these people. Like, where did you even find these people? And she said, just go on and search a topic. And so I had no topic I could think of. So I, of course I searched weight loss and, you know, that's how it all started. And then that led me to somebody who was uh, talked about mindset. And I just listened. And after I listened, you know, and you have to connect with that person, right? Just like anything else. 
um, that's really where it all started for me. I wound up taking a course of this woman's, a few different courses, and it was all on mindset. It wasn't weight related or anything. You could be working on any aspect of your life. And really, you know, I can now pinpoint the steps from there that led me to where I am today. And it, that's, it all started, but I took action and I can remember after listening, the first action that I took was taking one of her courses and it was not cheap. And I looked at that price tag and I thought, are you kidding me? And money was an issue for me. And I, I did it. And now I'm so glad that I did, but it's, uh, you know, it was very easy. It could have been very easy to talk myself out of it. Yeah. The best saying I've ever heard is the transformation is in the transaction. Mm, oh, I love that. I never heard that either. Because when you don't pay for something, you don't value it. And when exactly. you pay for something, you value it and you show up. And I can tell you the biggest transformations have come in my program after I raised the price. That's what they say. And yeah. it's hard as and a people want everything free. And it's like, that. okay, how much do you want to do you want a shitty transformation or no transformation? You know, it, it, you just want people don't show up. And I even tried a membership. I thought, oh, well, let me like do coaching and I'll offer it for $27 a month. Nobody, nobody would come to the calls. Yeah. Yeah. So, See, isn't that yeah. interesting? I mean, um, I was just talking to somebody else who was a coach and who was struggling when people weren't successful in her program. And she was, what am I doing wrong? What aren't I giving them? And another coach, her coach said to her, you're not responsible for that. Exactly. That is a hard thing to, cause you want to help everybody and you can see it. And yeah. And, yeah. People I think want, um, you got to do something like mm -hmm. it takes your action. You can hear all the things you can, yes. like you said earlier, you must take action and it really is all up to you. Nobody can do this work for you to yep. transform whatever you want to transform. They can give you knowledge and methods and support, Yeah, but you've yeah. got to yeah. do it. And it's interesting because a lot of people say, I don't have the money and you'd be surprised what they'd probably spend money on. They probably exactly. go to Starbucks every day and buy $6 coffees. I remember when I was in my early twenties and I worked at a bank. And this has always stayed with me. And a woman came in here, in, in here, into the bank to cash her welfare check. And she had the most beautiful fingernails. Oh my God. Long, beautiful, manicured, painted fingernails and the Boderic hair. You know how the Boderic oh, yeah. thing was yep. really big yep. and people were braiding their hair like that. And I thought to myself, man, like what could, what could she do with her life? This is before I even knew anything about mindset. If she chose to spend her money differently. So true. But yeah. So that that's something uh, if you're listening and you're holding back from doing something because you, you think it's too expensive and a lot of people offer guarantees. So you either you're just like a no risk guarantee. Make sure you sign up for something like that, because if you do the work and you don't get what you're hoping for, then it's 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 absolutely. I said, the only thing you're, you're going to lose is the shit that you brought into it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where that's like priceless as they say yeah. in the credit card commercial. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what is your next step? I mean, have you thought about a Ted talk? 
I've always, I have this dream of doing a TED talk. So, oh my gosh. Yes. I have certainly thought about it. I, I feel like, you know, baby steps. Um, just, I, I did a little bit of speaking a um, couple of years ago on a little bit of a different topic and I enjoyed it. Let me just say that public speaking was something up there for me with, you know, getting eaten by jaws and all those <laughs> things. And I, I kind of went through my fear, stepped through my fear, took this leadership position that for years I secretly wanted, but never took because I knew that I would have to uh, give a speech to about 150 people. And it terrified me. And this was now in my mid fifties. And I had told myself, you know, get over it. If, if not now, when, and I did it and I had an amazing experience the first time I gave a speech and just incredible reaction. And I thought, oh my gosh, how did I live 55 years without this feeling? And I know. the, feel, I the know. feeling was yeah. how, you, just like you said, serving other people, what the feeling was came from watching how those people were impacted by what I said and to be able to look in their faces and see that they were hearing me and getting my message. I, I was so blown away and thought, I, I need more of this. Like I have got to, on a selfish level, I have got to feel this feeling more as that speaker's high and in turn, be helping other people like talk about a win-win. Yeah. So, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's yeah. the feeling that you're supposed to feel. That's what your soul came here to feel. And, and, and the whole thing about being uncomfortable and stepping outside of your comfort zone, that's, that's an expansion. That's like, that's what we're supposed to push ourselves and, and to grow to the point that we are capable to grow. So, yeah. So that's amazing. I love that. One thing that came up that while you're talking is that I've learned in my voice coaching, and this is, this is, I mean, it's a little vulnerable, but I'm trying to be more vulnerable because I, I know when, people connect more when you're really Absolutely. vulnerable. I, I know the people that are vulnerable. I like adore them. So one of the, one of the first uh, submissions I had to give to my voice coach, a short video, nothing really. And I, I made the comment, I took like 30 takes. <laughs> She's like, you're not allowed to take kick takes, no takes. Yep. And so I was like, okay, that's going to be hard. Um, so then I submitted another one and I, well, actually this might've been in, in our coaching call. She made a, on the spot, you know, I had to do something oh, on the spot okay. and deliver some message that, you know, I thought of. And one of my problems is I sometimes don't pause. So I use filler words and I, what she calls it is looking for the right word. So my perfectionist personality, because I come from that world, mm -hmm. is looking for the perfect word, <laughs> which if I relax and I allow pause, it'll come. It'll just become it just that's like I, I have that knowing inside of me, which is like crazy because, of course, I know that when I help my students through something, but I never thought of it about it when I'm like trying to speak something. So it's just like so interwoven. But one of the things she said to me when I was trying to do this little thing is she said, what were you thinking about? What were you, when you were doing that, what were you thinking about? And this ties back to like wanting to be liked. Yeah. And I said, 
while I was thinking about how I was, how I looked, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about like what people were thinking about me, like what it, in the small little Zoom call, right? Where everybody's being vulnerable together. I was even worried about them there where there's like, they're all going to be like virtual hugs for me. So yeah, so it's so interesting that these subconscious limiting beliefs drive us uh, and and how we present ourselves and how we speak. So yeah, I want to do a TED talk. So now that I'm like working on my thing, I don't I don't know what it will be, but I just know where when you come from a place of passion, it, it's so inspiring to the audience. If I just can focus on the message. Yes, exactly. About I, how I, I love that. I yeah. love that dream. Maybe we can do it on the same yes. stage at the same event. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yes. I, it's so funny that you say that because you know how, I mean, obviously Facebook and everybody knows exactly what you're saying and thinking. So the right things come up on your feed. And I know that, but I keep getting this one guy that keeps coming up on my feed about a, helping get a TEDx talk. And I just looked at it earlier. I'm like, don't click on it. Don't click on it. Don't click on it. And I, you know, absolutely. That is a dream of mine as well. For Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now they're back because they were, they weren't you know available for a while during the pandemic, but yeah. And it's funny you say that because I think it's great that they listen in some ways because you do get delivered custom stuff. But mm-hmm. I also think that if it wasn't important to you, you wouldn't stop and consider it. You wouldn't yeah. stop. You just scroll on right by. So I think there's something to be said for that. Hey, you it's, know what? That's how I got my glasses. Yes. Oh, and if you're not on YouTube watching, you have to just drop in because Debbie has the most fantastic glasses. Take them off so people can see. I was so jealous. Oh my gosh, they're so Look, cute. I, I am cute, definitely yeah. next time going to get those, but she, they're called, what are they called? Pair, P-A-I-R, eyewear. Pair eyewear. I've seen ads for them. I'm probably yep. going to get more now because my phone's That's right. right. Me, but yeah, <laughs> they're so cool because you can change for the audio people. She has glasses, but she can change out the frame. They're magnetic and they just stick to her frame. And she has this most colorful. And the first thing I said when I sat down on Zoom with her was like, oh, I love your glasses. They're so cool. And then she took them off and she held them up to me. And uh, so we had a whole conversation about glasses. I have um, I have Halloween ones. I have uh, this the last few weeks. I've been wearing my flag, red, white, and blue ones. I have Valentine's. Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, uh, and then everything in between. Lots and lots of bright colors because I love bright colors. Me Hot too. pink is my jam. Me I've too. Got, that's my really? brand color. Hot pink. Oh, yes. yes. I should have worn those. I have yes. very, they're, they're, they really are neon pink. You're addicted to those. Like I'm addicted to all birds. <laughs> I have a bunch of all bird shoes. But yeah. So what would you say as we wrap up? Mm-hmm. to someone who's listening and says, Debbie sounds so cool. I want to drink what she's been drinking. So how do I do that? Because maybe they feel like you did when you went off on that trip. And I don't know if you drank some something on that trip <laughs> that changed you, something you heard, or you were just ready. Because I think, yeah, some. I think sometimes we get to the point 
where, and you were probably with really supportive women, not the people that are letting you stay stuck and sympathizing with you, but yeah. How, how would somebody start? They recognize they are where you were and they want that spark. They want to make that impact in some way. They don't know what it is, but they, they want to be lit up about their life because it's coming out from you like sparks. Thank you. Yeah. So what's sure. one piece of advice, you know, that you, and maybe you're talking to the old Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you that there is a quote. This is kind of an answer. There's a quote that I was never a person who had, who like was into quotes or, you know, had quotes that spoke to me. And I never understood when people did where they get that, how did, you know, how come I don't have a quote? And when I was, before I was writing my book, something popped into my head. I was writing something and I thought, oh man, that sounds good. Did I just make that up? Or like, did somebody else say that? And I, of course, Google and yeah, it wasn't me. I didn't make it up. And it was Glinda the Good Witch from the Wizard of Oz who said, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. Aww. And how many times I, obviously I heard it before it was in the recesses of my mind, but that day it just struck me because we all have the power. We just never realized it, right? Just like she never realized this is all she had to do to get home. So listening to your gut a little bit more, those little whispers, you know, if I didn't take the course, if I didn't start listening to someone who I found inspiring because of my, um, you know, uh, analytical mind thinking I can't spend this money. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not telling people to go out and, you know, get yourself in millions of dollars worth of debt. I'm just saying that, listen, listen to the whispers kind of thing, because I think we really know what we want to do and what is calling us, but we tell ourselves there's a reason that we can't. And I'd say, start paying attention to that and yeah. just kind of trust and let it, let it unfold as it should. Don't yeah. be searching too hard, you know, cause when you look too hard and you're in your head, then you don't see it. Yep. <clears throat> don't be needy. Be happy mm -hmm. with what you have and appreciate the positive things around you. But I love that quote and it's so perfect for you and what you've done. Thank you. Yeah, I love the quote too. And and gosh, it was a movie that used to scare the bejesus out of me when I was a little girl. Yeah, those monkeys are not. Those not, monkeys. Not those oh, monkeys. But I did. I do like monkeys, but I didn't like the flying ones. <laughs> I didn't like the witch. Like that that scene oh, in the I know. beginning so where mean. she turns like, you know, during the tornado when she's on the bicycle and then she's ha 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 and she turns into the witch. Oh, my gosh. I still I can't get that visual out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much. And I am so excited for you and the life that you've created. And I'm so happy that the you figured it out that you mastered your mindset. Well, thank you. And uh, uh, it's been such a pleasure to meet you. And honestly, this is one of the best parts of what I do now is getting to meet 
so many amazing people via the amazing power of Zoom. <laughs> yes, yes. You started with podcasts and here you are like being a part of the podcast that's world. That's right. That I know. Great? Like yeah, yeah, talk about full great. circle for that. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. That's why I hope that all of us, you know, that uh, somebody out there listening is remembering, hey, this is all it takes is just listen and listen to what resonates with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll link up to Debbie, her book and uh, please reach out, uh, give me a review if you like this and, and reach out to Debbie too. talk to her, let her inspire you. Yeah. Yeah. The more all, the, the all the more inspiration we can, we can find, we'll, we'll dig it up and send it out to you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the living your spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.